Welcome to the Grace-Based Family Podcast. We're We're your hosts, hosts, Karis Murray and Michelle Brook. This is a podcast where we look at the power of grace in the everyday lives of families. We're excited for you to listen in on the conversation. Hey, Karis. Hi, Michelle. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. Um, we've got kind of an interesting topic today yeah. to talk about. It's it's uh, a little, you know, maybe sticky topic. Yeah, and, kind and of sensitive, but necessary. But necessary, mm-hmm. right. Well, today we're going to talk about over-controlling in-laws or parents. Yes. But, yeah. you know. Parents slash in laws. And I think I feel like right away we should both give a disclosure yes. because just in the in the off chance that my in laws might listen to this show <laughs> yeah. or that your in laws might listen to this show, that neither one of us have yeah. controlling sets of in laws. Right. We were talking I'm, about this before. We're like, well, I don't really have any personal stories. <laughs> like neither do I. Like, yeah. We're really well, fortunate. I, mean, I, I think everybody like there's there's times where things happen, but like I think what we're talking about here is a pattern mm-hmm. of right. behavior. You know, yes. everybody makes mistakes. Nobody's perfect. Everybody has their flaws and their quirks and, yeah. you know, but, um, but yes. So anyway. Yes. And some parents, like <laughs> Terry and Michael, if you're listening. Yes. This is, you're this in the clear. You. Exactly. Yeah, you're in the clear. And some parents, you know, you see these really controlling parents of little kids and it's just bizarre when it doesn't stop into adulthood. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about where it's, you know, damaging or destroying your adult children. Or if you're an adult child and your in-laws or parents are damaging or destroying your marriage, well, or yeah, your inter- interfering mm-hmm. in your, yeah, in your marriage and your adult, your relationship with your adult children, you know, it. I think we see a lot of estrangement mm-hmm. um, between parents and their adult kids, and not always, but very often, it's because yeah. you know those parents made some really bad choices and how they parented their kids and once their kids can get out from underneath their thumb they do mm-hmm. you know yeah. but I think in this instance it, it's not so much estrangement as it is a an adult child trying to maintain a good relationship with their own parents mm-hmm. and then you know and if those parents are are overbearing it can really just cause a lot of stress and strain in right. marriages and and then I think it, it sort of stunts yeah. the adults, you know, the adult child's ability to continue to be independent, to grow, to learn, mm-hmm. you know, especially through mistakes, right? Right. Well, <laughs> I think I've heard this analogy that when kids are little, a uh, parent is kind of like a police officer. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're giving tickets, you're right. warnings, you know, all this stuff. Enforcing law enforcement. Yeah. Yes, a lot of law enforcement. But then as you get older and your kids get older, it's more of like a coach or a mentor mm-hmm. or a sounding board. Um, and it's imperative to not step over that line and, right. you know, not honor that person's independence mm-hmm. and their adulthood. Um, we hear a lot here at Grace Based Families about instances like um, some examples would be like, well, we'll pay for our grandkids to go to college, but only if they go to this, you know, this Christian school or uh, this alma mater. Right. That, you know, all of our family has gone to this school. So we'll do right. that. A lot of the times we're going to talk about today. A lot of it um, is financial, sometimes mm. lording, you know, financial gain over kids and grandkids. Um, we've also heard things like, well, you can't move out of state or out of town. That's not fair to us to not be around our grandkids. So we'll buy you a house or we'll give you a job so you stay here because yeah. we would just be 
heartbroken if you were to ever leave us. This yeah. controlling, like, yeah, you know, when they're not in that role where they should still be controlling and making decisions for adults and right, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, and it, and and I think anything where you're using guilt. Mm-hmm you know to to drive it like that's a slippery slope and i i think that's that's usually a good indicator that there is some emotional manipulation right. happening and from the flip side too i have had friends that have gotten married and have relied really heavily on the parents where sometimes mm-hmm. you know we're not just bashing the the in-laws here even from a kid's perspective like I had friends in college, like I went off to college, I did my own thing. Every now and then I'd call my parents with a question, but I was kind of on my own figuring it out. And I remember I had friends that they'd be like, I have to call my mom and ask her what, you know, octane gas I should get. And I need to call my dad and ask him how to, you know, who <laughs> should I call for my dental appointment? And it's like, okay, I get, do that once and figure it out. And right. You're learning and you're on your own. But when we're talking about when the kid is like, I need to, when you're married and you're saying, I need to make sure I have my mom over every day for dinner otherwise she's going to be mad at me where it's so incestuous and the kid is relying too heavily on adult child kid is relying too heavily on their parents and not clinging to their spouse that's also concerning yeah and I think I I think that kids can become codependent on their parents Mm -hmm. well again we say we're saying kid we mean adult child becomes codependent on their parents because a lot of the time that parent didn't you know, didn't help with that transition. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to, you sort of have to look into the future years in advance to say, okay, they're getting ready to go to college in a couple of years. Okay, they're getting ready to graduate from college in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Making sure that they have the skill sets on board to be able to, you know, live a successful adult life. Mm -hmm. Um, And that does mean, like we always say here, giving them the freedom to make mistakes. Yeah. That's a big one because we we don't want our kids to suffer. We don't want them to go through trials because that's no fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we if we block those opportunities when they're under our roof, yeah. they're ill prepared to deal with them when they do enter the world. And mm-hmm. so then I think that that can build this codependency between right. the parents and their adult children. And and then there really is, you know, too much reliance. Yeah. Either the parent is relying too heavily on that relationship mm-hmm. for personal, you know, reasons. They need. Right. And I mean, I think this is something I have to think about a lot, too, because my girls are my they are my best friends. Mm -hmm. But I also want to make sure that 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 me placing that label on Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. doesn't put them in a position where they feel like if I ever, you know, moved away or if Mm -hmm. I have other best friends, does that hurt my mom's feelings or something because I I don't feel that way it doesn't hurt my feelings Um, I just love them and we have a great relationship Mm -hmm. but I do think that it can even those um, I don't know what I would consider to be fine uh, you know relationship patterns can get uh, misinterpreted by our kids too to Mm -hmm. mean okay I gotta 
you know, I'm rem- I'm responsible for my mom's emotional health because right. I'm her friend. And it's like, no, I, I am still your mom and yeah. you are still my child. And I do want you to have independence and yeah. everything. So and sometimes when that happens, like you said, it's um, it's all it's majority of the time there's good intentions there. Yeah. Like you said, I want to have this relationship. My, these girls are my best friends. But like you said, if they grow up, if it fast forward 10 years, they're married. I mean, they are growing up. Yeah. Like one in college and one's a senior in high school. Right. So like we're we're there now. Yeah. Right? And that transition. Yeah. You um you want you don't want them to have any resentment towards you. Right. And sometimes kids do and they just don't say anything. And they're a little like, Oh, why is my mom calling me? I have a friend who's in her forties and her mom calls her probably fifteen to twenty times a day. She's married, she has kids, and and the mom's out of state. And I'm like, Why does your mom need to call you? 15 to 20 times a day. And when she was first married, she was, you, you know, it wasn't a big deal. But now I think she's realizing like, yeah, that might be a little codependent. That might be right. a little weird. <laughs> well, and she's recognizing like, my friend's exactly. moms don't call them this right. often. Like she'll be like, I'm yeah. going to the dentist now. And then my friend's like, okay, well, I'll talk to you after the dentist. I'm like, wow, this is, but it seems like the mom never really let go. Mm. And, um, you know, when we look at the Bible, God told Adam and Eve that when a couple marries, specifically talking about married couples, they're to discontinue their dependency on their parents and bond with each other. And sometimes I think when that parent or in-law is so involved, it's hard to bond with the spouse Mm -hmm. instead. And it's easy to turn to a parent for emotional or uh, social or moral or financial support instead of turning to that partner. I think it's a learning curve when you're first married, um, but eventually that's our goal, right? Is right. to leave yeah. and cleave, not to leave and then be cleaving your mom and dad. You're cleaving to your spouse. Right, right. And it, it's a process, but as someday I'm like, oh, I don't want to be the over-controlling, overbearing mother-in-law, like the yeah. stereotype, because I have three boys. But it's just a good reminder to give them their independence and shift into more of a mentor coaching mm-hmm. role. Yeah. And I do th- think that there's times when it might make sense for a parent to help their adult kids financially or mm-hmm. um, help their help their their adult kids by helping pay for something for their grandkids i you know i'm i don't think either of us are saying we're certainly not saying you know don't pay for anything for your kids anymore and don't you know i just think you have to be really um careful and conscious Mm -hmm. of it and make sure you're not keeping them dependent on you in a toxic way Mm -hmm. you know my dad likes to say give them a hand up not mm-hmm. a hand out, you yeah. know, um, something that is going to lift them up. And right. it might be helping them with the down payment on a house or something like that. And it's a loan that they pay back mm-hmm. or something like that, um, you know, or if they're going through a really difficult time or if they have a medical issue or, you know, mm-hmm. you name it. So I just think it takes intention. Right. I think it it, it requires talking about these things in advance mm-hmm. with your adult child to say like, hey, here's what we're thinking about doing, but here's what we're worried might go wrong. And here's what how we're worried this might negatively affect you. Mm-hmm. And how do we work together to come up with a solution so that that doesn't happen? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because I think the key that you were just mentioning is, is there any manipulation there? Right. right. Like, because God isn't against us helping our kids, like you said, make mm. a down payment or whatever, get a business started. But we're talking about when those parents are using the money, specifically, specifically money in this instance to manipulate their children to get what they want from that, whether that's more time with them or whatever, more time with the grandkids. You know, I have a friend that um, her in-laws 
are very unhealthy and Mm -hmm. they have these expectations on there's a couple kids and grandkids involved and they every year would say hey let's all 20 of us now but as a kid need to go up to this house in utah like for christmas well Mm. it was fine when it was just you know the family when the kids were little and then when they got married they brought their spouses up but now as the family's growing and it's 20 people it's a lot of money for all these families to fly out there it's a big commitment for of their time to spend a week at this you know lodge or cabin or whatever and the week of christmas the week of christmas yeah so they're sending the presents up there and so finally they told my friend told her in-laws and they did it really kind they sat down and i always say if it's a problem with your in-laws like if i have a problem with mike's parents we're going to sit down together but it's best if he addresses them. mike is going to have that conversation yes, he's going to have yeah. that conversation and have my back and vice versa and we've had to talk to my parents about things again nothing big but i will initiate it and we have each right. other but i don't want to be against my in-laws and vice versa mm-hmm. i'm not going to put those people in this position so our friend sat down and and he talked to his parents and said hey this was a fun family tradition that we did for years but it's getting really hard because kids are in sports it's really hard to be gone for a week well <laughs> The parents were so upset they have cut them out of their life they haven't talked mm. to them they're like well we're done with you they haven't they never they did not see their grandkids at christmas mm. they have literally cut them off um and it was so hurtful for my friend and her husband because yeah. they're like we just all we were saying is like we can't go up there every christmas it's too much it doesn't mean we don't want to be in relationship with them it's just yeah. these expectations are exhausting us and yeah. um they're still trying to rekindle that relationship but those expectations that these parents had on these adult children was so negatively affecting their marriage it was mm-hmm. like causing them to turn on each other yeah yeah and, and that's what we're just saying like just be cautious right yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that's what in-laws are wonderful parents are wonderful there's always going to be quirks we were talking before we started recording with our yeah. producer and stuff like oh my my parents do this it's so silly it's so annoying whatever right. um but when it's starting to really negatively impact your marriage and your yeah. family, it, things need to be brought up and said. Well, and I think there's a difference between when, you know, let's say your friend and the family and, the, you know, there's expectations that they all go to this cabin in Utah and then it gets to be burdensome once there's more kids and everything. If they had gone to their, you know, his parents, her in-laws and said, hey, this this is really hard for us and mm-hmm. we can't do it and if the parents had responded like oh my gosh i'm so sorry that was never our intention yeah we just this was the tradition mm-hmm. we were doing the tradition and time passed and it just didn't occur to us that that this was causing all this strife mm-hmm. that's really different because right. i think it's it's how you respond when you're confronted mm-hmm. right that that counts and so i mean yeah even with my own parents there have been times when um you know using the christmas example like my mom is, loves traditions mm-hmm. she loves to just it's important to her that we kind of uh have these touch points throughout the year and especially at christmas and so and she's such a great hostess she's really good at having people over to their house and everything but when you get married you know you you also have another side of the family that you want to see mm-hmm. and uh, you know, take part in their traditions. And then once we had our own kids, it's like, what would re- be really great if we had some kind of an opportunity to make our own traditions with our own kids? Yeah. And so I did have to talk to my mom about it and just say, hey, 
I, I love you and do not want to hurt your feelings. Like above all else, mm-hmm. don't want to hurt you. But, you know, if we're spending Christmas Eve at your house and then Christmas Day at your house and then going for Christmas dinner to Mike's parents' house, mm-hmm. there's no time in there for our family. Yeah. And she was like, oh, my gosh, you're so right. I'm mm. so sorry. Yeah. This is not what this is not what I intended at all, right? Mm. And so I think um, those th- kind of things can happen, especially when they creep in slowly over time. Yeah. And so I just think it's best to have those conversations earlier. You know, the sooner the better. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, your in-laws or your parent, your own parents, will respond like my mom did, like my parents did, yeah. and say. You're so right. We're so sorry. Mm-hmm. This is not what we were trying to do. We've I'm their oldest of four. They had yeah. never done this before, right? right like right. so many other things when you're the oldest child, they're trying it out on you, you mm-hmm. know. So um, what do you do, Karis, though, if um, you've tried that, but you still feel like you're in bondage, you know, to your parents or your in-laws? Like, what are some steps? And I know your dad has written this great book, um, High Cost of High Control, talking about folks that have very controlling personalities and how to deal with those folks. Yeah. And we all have a little bit of that in us, but what are some some steps or some tips if you're like, okay, I've tried that and they're still so overbearing? <laughs> yeah, well, I think you gave a really good tip earlier, but I want to reiterate it. The, person's who, the person whose parents it is mm-hmm. needs to be the one spearheading that conversation mm-hmm. because what happens if, you know, otherwise what can happen is it pits uh, the in-laws against the spouse, you know, the spouse of their child. Mm-hmm. It make and then the spouse is then in the middle and there's this kind of, uh, you know, tug of war match that's happening yeah. and I think it creates unnecessary strife. And so I would say like that's a really good first step. Whoever's mm-hmm. parents it is needs to spearhead those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um it can be both of you talking with them, but it needs to be like, look, mom and dad, hey, I, you probably don't realize this. You probably have good intentions. Right. I think sort of giving people a a dignified out, mm-hmm. you know, by saying yeah. you probably didn't realize that that this is how this was affecting us. You probably didn't know. You know, you're kind of giving them the benefit of the, benefit of the doubt so that they can go, oh, yeah, I didn't know. Maybe they did. But mm-hmm. it just sort of gives them a, a way to back mm-hmm. out with dignity. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just a good, you know, de-escalation tool in, in hard conversations anyway. And then I think if, if you know, if you do those things and, and you're, you're honest with them and you, you know, I think it's important that you... Um, that you you're not too broad like try to be specific Mm -hmm. say when you did this thing this is how it affected us and this is the harm that was done you know don't just be like you're always trying to control our life (laughs) you're always you're always you know avoid Mm -hmm. words like you're always or you never Never. or you know it's just just good conflict resolution skills in general but Mm -hmm. be specific give them specific examples Mm -hmm. and be willing to say and this is what happened you know we went home and we got in this huge fight about it and it's causing us to turn on each other and Mm. that's not what we want that's not what you want for us right you know um and i think uh you know ask them for their blessing to be independent. Mm-hmm. Say, we really would like for you 
to grant us our independence. You were good parents. You raised us well. You prepared us exactly for this. And now here we are, and we're not going to do everything right. We're not going to do everything the way you would do it necessarily. Mm -hmm. We're going to make mistakes, but we've got, it's time for us to fly now. We got to learn on our own, and we would really love your support Mm -hmm. in that independence. Again, I think it gives a, a way for them to kind of back out of their controlling posture with dignity intact Mm -hmm. um that's a good point but you know when when all else fails i think sometimes we just have to put some hard boundaries down yeah you know i do think that there's going to be people listening to this saying yeah i've done that i've done that Mm -hmm. i've done that i've done that and uh we know i mean we 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 hear from people a lot we talk with a lot of families and this is a recurring theme yeah uh because it really does do a lot of damage in in the marriages and the lives of adult kids when one or both sets of parents are interfering in a toxic way. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, if you can't get through to them through conversation, maybe even bring a mediator with you. Right. You know, That's that can be helpful say. too. Because sometimes a spouse is if their parents are the the perpetrators, if their parents right. are the ones that are kind of causing some discord. Sometimes they're so caught up in it that they don't yeah. even see it. And a yeah. spouse is like, oh, my gosh, do you see how controlling right, your parents right. are coming in and they're like doing all these fix it things in my mm-hmm. house and they didn't even ask me for permission. And they're like, oh, that's just my dad or whatever. Yeah. Really dismissive or it's yeah. so ingrained in them. And so it's, I was going to say, sometimes it might take the couple going to a counselor or even a family counselor counselor yeah. or mediator to kind of walk through some of those issues. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, when you grow up in a home, that's normal to you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I think there's a lot of this just deep-seated programming that, yeah, like you said, you don't see it because it's like wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> you forget yeah. what it looks like. It's just there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, having having a mediator can be really, really helpful. But again, I mm-hmm. think there's going to be people listening going, yeah, we've done all of that. Mm-hmm. And still. And so I just think ultimately if, you know, you you have chosen to join your life with your partner, with your spouse, Mm -hmm. and maybe you have kids and you've created your own family and now your loyalty and your protection and your provision has to be for your family. Mm -hmm. Um, You're the only one who can fill that role. Yeah. And so... um, so now you have a responsibility to put some hard boundaries in place and it yeah. can be really really difficult but it may just mean saying mm-hmm. hey we're gonna go i i think of like the dog whisperer caesar milan where he's like no touch no talk no eye contact right <laughs> um, sometimes you just have to it. go no contact mm-hmm. um I think it would be a great, if you do put that hard boundary in place, it would be good to work towards a place where there can be communication mm-hmm. with with limits, right. within boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think it, but it might not be right away. Like right. there may need to be a period of time where, you know, it goes radio silence for a little while. Mm-hmm. Um, That's hard. But like you said, you're trying, you're, your responsibility before God, before God is to steward your immediate family. And if yeah. the influences from the outside world, whether it's in-laws, parents, friends, coworkers, whatever, are negatively impacting your marriage, you have to 
look within that marriage and say, this is mine. I need to protect this or this family unit, this nuclear family that I have now. I have my family of origin and you have your family of origin, but we have to steward this well. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that means doing hard things and Mm -hmm. setting hard lines, making boundaries. And that takes so much courage on both parties. And it's really hard. And we Mm -hmm. talk about courage here a lot and building that character muscle into our kids. And I think as adults, it's still hard to show courage in some of these hard conversations. It is. And I want to talk about abuse for a minute, Mm -hmm. because I think it's important that we distinguish (laughs) what what we are referring to here as as an over-controlling, overbearing set of parents, Mm -hmm. that that is different than abusers sure. you know people who have perpetrated abuse on you or on your spouse or your kids mm-hmm. okay if if that is the case that is a very different situation right. okay that is not somebody who you know you have to put those hard boundaries in place immediately mm-hmm. if there was any abuse involving one of your children and your parent or your in-law police need to be called mm-hmm. right yeah proper channels uh, procedures need to be followed um and that may not be someone like that person does not get to have a relationship with, mm-hmm. with you and your family and your kids if they have perpetrated abuse on them mm-hmm. they don't right so that is a consequence of their sin mm-hmm. of their action and you know abuse is sin but it also is sometimes criminal <laughs> it's also <laughs> sure. sometimes against the law depending on on what happened and so that's not what we're talking about mm-hmm. i think it's important that people hear that in those instances um your goal is not necessarily going to be a reconciliation that involves contact right with them mm-hmm. okay and you can forgive them in your heart mm-hmm I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend you ask your spouse or your kids to forgive them. I would lead by example, forgive them in your heart, but that does not mean that they regain their rights or access. Yeah. Okay? So it's it's just like um how that would work in any other scenario, mm-hmm. right? Um but you know, abuse aside, I think there are behavior, you know, behavior patterns, high control um, personalities that step over lines and step mm-hmm. over boundaries. It doesn't necessarily constitute abuse, but sometimes those people, they just don't listen to anything else <laughs> right. except for a hard boundary. Mm-hmm. They yeah. do not hear you when you talk to them mm-hmm. until there's some kind of a consequence to them. Right. Um, well, I'm glad you differentiated that because when we're, and yeah, we should have started it with that. We're not talking yeah. about abusive uh, right. in-laws or parents. If That is a separate situation That's and separate needs to situation. be handled very differently. Yeah. Um, we're talking about the... Mm, <laughs> Yeah, the parents that are like, you can't switch churches because you've always grown up worshiping at this church. Like, yeah, like how if you dare go to you? that church, like we're not going to see you every Sunday. Okay, well maybe that's why we're switching churches. <laughs> yeah. um, what do you think? Yeah, uh, Captain yeah. Obvious. Yeah. yeah, but there are things that you're right. It, it can come from a place of just love and like mm-hmm. we just love having you over every Christmas Eve. Yeah. We just love seeing you on Easter every year. We just love. Okay, that's all good, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes it comes from a from good intentions sometimes it crosses over the boundary of good intentions and does become controlling they're trying to get something from you some sense of power or Mm -hmm. an inability to let go of their 
child and that the yeah. re- the way the relationship was when the child was younger it mm-hmm. has to evolve and change as you grow right or it's no longer appropriate yeah you know exactly. and the two points i keep going back to are one couples should be willing to leave their parents and two parents should be willing to let their kids go so it, we're yeah. talking both sides here as parents and as as kids what that looks like i love this quote i love um dr henry cloud he mm-hmm. has written a bunch of books oh, yeah. on boundaries i'm sure everybody knows but um i stumbled across this quote a couple years ago i keep it saved in my phone so i'm gonna read it real quick so i don't butcher it we can't manipulate people into swallowing our boundaries by sugarcoating them boundaries are a litmus test for the quality of our relationships those people in our lives who can respect our boundaries will love our wills our opinions our separateness. Those who cannot respect our boundaries are telling us that they don't love our no's. They Mm -hmm. only love our yeses, our compliance. I only like it when you do what I want. Mm. And that's from um, the boundaries book. And this goes back to the point of when you have to have a hard conversation or draw some hard lines or confront your parents or in-laws, it doesn't mean you don't love them. Mm-hmm. It just means that setting boundaries sometimes is the most loving thing you can do. Yeah, so. yeah. I think I think it's actually a sign of great love mm-hmm. to put boundaries in place right. because you know you're you are saying I want this relationship to work. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to have a a healthy relationship with you and in order for that to to happen here are the boundaries it you know the other choice is just walk away right just cut them off and so you know if if you're hearing this and you have had maybe a child or or someone in your life ask for some boundaries try to see it through that lens of mm-hmm. no they actually could could just ghost me right? Right, right but they're choosing instead to try to stay in relationship with me and they're mm-hmm. telling me what they need from me mm-hmm. in order to do that mm-hmm. um and it takes a lot of courage and it's yeah. difficult and so yes we you know we need to and, and i think we can really teach as parents we can teach our kids how to have good boundaries, healthy mm-hmm. boundaries, and respect good boundaries by how we live our own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, do we require boundaries from certain people mm-hmm. and expect them to follow them? Do we respect other people's boundaries? Um, and uh, again, just like so much else in, in parenting, it's it's you know less about what we say and a lot more about what we do. Right. It's hard to model, but it takes and it takes a lot of courage. But your kids will yeah. thank you. Your kids will thank <laughs> and you. Your because spouse it, will thank you. If, yeah, it, it sets your it child is. up to mm-hmm. have healthier relationships in the future mm-hmm. because they know, uh, you know, that they're worthy yeah. of relationships that are healthy mm-hmm. and and what they need to do in terms of boundaries to to have those healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. I think it's Henry Townsend who said, or Henry Cloud, sorry, that who says boundaries demonstrate or show where I stop and where you start. And that's like such a good visual for me. Like this is where I stop and this is where you start. (laughs) Otherwise we're just this weird enmeshed. Yeah, enmeshed. Yes, exactly. We need to have boundaries. Well, I mentioned earlier the book um, Tim Kimmel wrote called High Cost of High Control. And then of course I want to cite my source with Henry Cloud's boundaries book. But there are so many great resources out there. And if we can be a support to you, feel free to reach out to us because you're not alone. We hear about. Yeah. 
this is these concerns this is often. A, yeah, a very, very common issue that a lot of people deal with. And there's a lot of hope that with good conversations that this gets better. I mean, we actually mm-hmm. see that more often than not. Mm-hmm. We see people be able to heal and have healthy relationships mm-hmm. with a set of parents who at one point was overbearing and controlling. So, uh, you know, either with, with counseling, with a mediator, with having some of these, um, you know, conversations very carefully and firmly, most of the time, people, that set of parents actually responds positively and they make a shift towards reconciliation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that is the hope that I I hope you'll hear in this in this podcast today that um, it does not have to be like it is. Mm -hmm. and, And the relationship is not doomed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if if we can uh, be praying for you, please reach out to us at family at gracebasefamilies.com. And we appreciate you listening to the show. Please subscribe and tell your friends about this if it's been helpful to you. Thank you for listening to the Grace-Based Families podcast. This is part of Grace-Based Families Ministry. For more resources, check us out on gracefacefamilies.com slash podcast or stream us on all major podcasting platforms. Once again, this is Karis and Michelle. Until next time.